This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. and you may know me from such films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and a whole bunch of Askew films. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words with no faith is empty. I stayed the Cost all my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy, it's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah tired as all freaking hell real quick if you live in a, a, a complex a duplex or whatever type of apartment that you live in and you got neighbors that's below you that are or even next to you that is just like rowdy as hell in all hours of the night god bless you because that's what happened to me. And I am on a second tank of empty right now because of that, because they felt the need to have this domestic dispute or not even domestic dispute. I think it was a bunch of friends over and they just got really rowdy and somebody got upset about something or whatever. And all of a sudden, it just sounded like I heard tables and chairs thrown around. If it sounded, it, the description of it sounds a lot like AEW all out post press conference. And if you're a wrestling fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about with that. That's what pretty much came off here. As a result, I can't speak from other neighbors, but I was up earlier than normal. I think I got like five hours of sleep, but I'm here. I'm here to talk with all you about our favorite fandoms, but I'm going to do so with my eyes closed. So with that said, we got news to talk about. And then on a talk topic, we will be reviewing nothing. This is the final episode before i kick it off for the holiday season uh the final prime show i should say uh there will be and i was discussing this on the uh select start podcast but there will be one more select start podcast i'll be remiss if i didn't review this uh game next week and that's river city girls 2 uh i had to because it's uh it i've been waiting for this game to come out and it's out 
and I had a chance to talk to the guys at Way Forward, uh, Adam Tierney and, and Ben and Rudis. You know, we talked about that. If um, you're fans of the game, definitely go to talktomelive.com and check out the exclusive interview. The video and the audio interview is available over there that I had from a few months ago, earlier this year, talking about that and talking about River City uh, Girls Zero, which was the prequel, sort of kind of remake uh, of the original SNES game that was in Japan and they brought it to America, you know, as a prelude to what was going on in the first game and now the second game. So we got a chance to talk to those guys. I love the way forward guys. I mean, all of them. I, I really, really enjoyed those guys. They've always been really cool with me. Um, no matter who came on the show, you know, whether it was those guys or, you know, some of the other guys that was working on other games at way forward, way forward. is just one of my favorite, you know, indie game developers and they are awesome. They're absolutely awesome. So, um, yeah, I will be doing that next week. So definitely, uh, be ready for that episode and that'll be the final final episode uh as we go into the holiday season i probably won't do another one till the uh, new year's and then we'll have our best of 2022 for that one so in the meantime i want to give a big thanks once again to probably the highlights one of the highlight uh of this year significantly because you know every year i never know what i'm going to do what this show is going to lead me to do and this has been a really awesome year in terms of the things I've been able to do outside of the podcast in connection to the podcast at, at best and, and, and the ACMG brand. But, you know, I never thought that I would be in touch with the guys from Sunday Night's Main Event, which is, you know, Canada's premier uh, wrestling radio show for over 20 years. And I'm pretty much we we joke now because you know i don't watch wwe but i do know who i, I recognize who um you know the usos and all those guys and, and the Sami Zayn storyline with roman reigns and all that but i am considered like the Sami Zayn of the group <laughs> sort of kind of in this case you know the lonely black american from uh you know on the inside of the canadian i you can also say that i'm i'm brian pillman as well but i don't know if i want to go <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Brian Pillman to the Heart Foundation, but um, I'm not that much of a loose cannon there. Nonetheless, I want to thank Boris once again, Boris Roberto Aguilar of Sunday Night's Main Event for um, inviting me back once again to talk uh, Rampage and all other sorts of things that we talk about on this show. We get a glimpse of it. I feel like, you know, Dave Meltzer, who comes on that show on that radio show every time just to talk about things is going on. So I'm, I've been going on that show for quite a bit. And I actually was on a radio show for those who don't know. If you go into talktomelive.com, you'll see you'll hear my clip uh, from the actual radio show on TSN radio this year. Um, just an awesome thing. We got a chance to talk, uh, give our thoughts on uh, last week's AEW Rampage. And we talked about other things like, um, you know, Street Fighter. Uh, six demo that I, uh beta that i was you know checking out this week which i'll talk about thoroughly next week and we also talked about mental health we also talked about the holidays and mental health and you guys know i talk about this here you know i have to slide that in here because it's real and we need to embed that every so often let people know it's okay to feel the way that you do but it's also okay to reach out to somebody who can help you and talk you through things and everything holidays are rough man so we get down to all that stuff. So thank you, uh, Roberto. And it's not going to be the last time I'm going to be on that show. Apparently we're, we're in the works of things, so we'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be a part of one of my favorite wrestling radio shows this year. 
um from canada no less so awesome there so again we got a, a really cool show for you guys and by the way speaking of which before i even get deeper into that if you're a wrestling fan and you do want some really awesome wrestling shows and content to talk, uh, listen to Sunday night's main event is absolutely one of the best out there. They are one of the most, uh, one of the long running, uh, radio shows out there and literally the biggest show for wrestling in Canada. And, um, you could go on a tsnradio.com. You can Google Sunday night's main event. You can find them on Podbean as well. They do have some Patreon content that they also do as well. So if you know, for your wrestling fix and Canada is one of the biggest hotbeds for pro wrestling, you can't get it better. get that whole Canadian experience by talk, you know, listening to those guys every weekend, me every once in a while. So, uh, go out of your way and check it out. But like I said, we got a really cool show for you guys today and, uh, we're going to be grading in our talk topic. We're going to be given a final grade to the 2002 shows from uh and movies from marvel uh studios phase four so we'll see how they did in comparison to last uh year and um see what grade i give them after this you know this is a combination of all, all the grades that i give i've gave them before so we'll give it one full grade see how it goes from there so, but we'll talk about that and just uh, you know in detail in our talk topic but for now let's not waste any time because there's some news that we got to talk about in the next segment let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so let's kick off this news with my thoughts on Henry Cavill and the DC studio situation right now. As we know, they're going through a interesting significant transition which is going to involve james gunn who is going to be overseeing everything that goes on in dc studios and and rightfully so i don't consider like him a rival to marvel i see him as trying to preserve the industry uh in this case i I don't think he's trying to do it to spite marvel uh it's slightly i wouldn't say completely because they they did put him through some things but all in all i think if dc fails then it's going to be a one company show and as great as marvel has been it's nice to have competition you want the competition to be as good you know rivaling each other and right now the scales is it's insanely imbalanced in terms of that dc has just not been able to pick up the momentum that marvel studios has been doing for over the course of 12 years now and they need help and you know james gunn is coming here he's showed what he could do and it's became some of the most successful things ever in the dcu so why not trust him they trust him like they trust jim lee for dc comics at this point like they really feel that he can he has what it takes to reshape and redo what hasn't been done yet in in the dc studios uh franchise so one of the things that's been going on is that a lot of changes has been happening and uh, it looks like, you know, it's been said that James Gunn, uh, wanted to just restart everything, do a rebirth, if you will. No pun intended, actually, uh, comic book fans know what I'm talking about there, but it, 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 some of the things that he's deciding to do is causing fans to really be upset. One being Henry Cavill, everybody's modern day Superman. And 
it was just announced. Henry actually just announced uh, that he will no longer be Superman. Now, this is basically because recently he was announced to return as Superman. And we got that news right at the end of Black Adam because he made his return. And then he did announce and said he was, you know, on social media that he is coming back as Superman because the original plans before Warner Brothers Discovery came in was that like they're going to try to just kick back the momentum by reshaping everything. Black Adam was supposed to be the beginning of this. And now once again, these major changes from uh, WBD is coming and everything's going to uh, the shits right now. And he unfortunately had to go on social media. He uh, he is now he's taken to Instagram and told fans he will no longer be everybody's favorite Kryptonian anymore. He's officially out. Uh, this is due to the new plans of James Gunn, who uh, had a meeting with Cavill to say that uh, they're going in a different direction with the Superman character. The direction will involve a younger Superman, according to uh, James Gunn, and a new actor uh we'll take the uh, take on a legendary role here now i don't know if i a lot of times when they you know comic books you know, especially dc is going to be based on certain things i believe the latest rebirth or whatever like that is a younger superman i believe i think um i know the animated movies the new animated movies has come out uh son of tomorrow i believe he's like a younger version so it could be taking from those sources as to why he wanted to start something new with this so the other bad part about this about with cavill is that he recently stepped down as gerald in the ultra popular netflix series the witcher to be replaced by liam hemsworth and now this man is stuck doing nothing at the moment i'm sure he probably got some roles and he's gonna get picked up somewhere but he's famous for being one of the best superman that we've actually had in quite some time and there have been other Superman out there uh there's you know my man from um superman and lois who does a great job too he also is the voice of zephyroth in final fantasy 7 um but compared to henry cavill uh, henry cavill fits the jim lee look and feel and vibe he had i mean everything from the from the symmetry of his you know face and jawline and everything to the build he's a jim lee drawing come to life and i don't know what's going on in terms of the decisions that dc studios can make in accordance to what um you know dc comics i don't know how that connects who makes the decisions there like was this who gets the okay to say the, the approval like does Jim Lee give the approval? Say, all right, let's go a different direction. Because I know he liked Henry Cavill, but it's I know also it's like it's I don't know the, the the deal with that. I don't know if they're doing the same thing that Marvel's doing with their situation, but it's here nor there at this point. He's no longer there, and we're gonna see. There are people on social media, of course, that are upset, and then people are also skeptical about James Gunn's, you know very risky decisions to do this i don't consider them risk because there's there's really no risk at this point like dc studios for the most part has been a flop a multi-time flop on a lot of their films they with the exception of a minority of dc films and um it's safe to say from a from a 
quality standpoint, not a box office standpoint, Black Adam was uh, was was better than expected. Suicide Squad was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Peacemaker series, awesome. Uh, what else? Uh, there was some. There was a the first Wonder Woman was really good too. The Snyder cut version of the Justice League uh, was better. Was definitely better, albeit long as hell. It was definitely better. Um, it 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 needs a reface, but and and it's the crazy part is the people that are just upset about that are the same people probably that was complaining about the state of the DCU. And again, it just feels like one of those situations where people just want to be upset for the sake of being upset. And then I spoke to. A couple people on our ACMG Facebook group, one of which was uh, slightly a bit skeptical or hoping that, you know, saying that, like, I hope he does a hell of a lot for taking out Cavill. And I'm like, what reason? What reason do we have to have to doubt uh, James Gunn? And, you know, the, the person uh, she went off and said, like, well, it, let's not pretend like he didn't make any flops. Okay, he may have, but I didn't know who James Gunn was until Guardians of the Galaxy. Ergo, I've never seen a flop. I've seen all his Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I've seen the Suicide Squad movies, and all of them were major. And Peacemaker, and all of them were major success. The Christmas special that just came out was absolutely fantastic. So, and then he's so good that other people were trying to pattern off his style of filming and directing. Remember, the original Suicide Squad movie was trying to emulate the Guardians of the Galaxy, but it failed because it didn't capture it the way that James Gunn did. And then James Gunn came in here and said, like, let me show you how it was done and did it his way. And it worked. OK, James Gunn has not done anything wrong to warrant anything, any distrust from him. Like this is people being skeptical and, and cynical. Just off of with no merit of reason why there's no he's given us no reason to not trust him him taking part in this is it, it a lot of people's reactions to things you gotta understand i'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist to that measure but i i i think it's safe to say a lot of that doubt and cynicism and and and, and skepticism is more connected to whatever's been going on in their life more than the fact that like this guy is a bad decision you know in terms of you know shaping things to his perspective and vision it's it's not him it's the people that are skeptical and cynical that's plainly it it has nothing to do with that um he's done tremendous since he's gotten into the uh the mcu i think he we it, it, there is a strong chance that he will be able to do exactly what he's planning to do and reshape because his his name is on the line here and if he didn't think he could do it he wouldn't do it this is a big big deal for him and he's proved that he could do it and he, he, talk about the right time because he comes up and makes suicide squad one of the best films they ever had outside of the batman and then in the Joker, I should add that too, and the Dark Knight series. But um, in terms of just the Snyder verse 
at best. You know, that was one of the best films, if not the best films in the Snyderverse. You know, every other film I just mentioned is outside of that Snyderverse thing. They're just like one shots and whatever. But it's just it's 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 uh it's amazing that like he's gotten his opportunity that we're gonna see a whole new thing. It's gonna take years to do it because they still gotta get all these other movies out there talking about getting a flash they're talking about getting blue beetle which um you know i hopefully they'll transition blue beetle into that james gunn universe as well because i am excited to see how that goes uh we also uh you know we got uh, aquaman 2 which is coming out and speaking of aquaman 2 hey henry's not the only one is going to be out of out of this whole situation jason momoa also will be stepping down as Aquaman, but the word is he's going to be, uh, is it's going to be taking on a new, possibly better role in this new rebooted DCU. According to the Hollywood reporter, while DC studios direction is still unknown at the moment, Jason Momoa may be taking on the role of a heavy metal fan favorite character in the form of Lobo the intergalactic bounty hunter and anti-hero uh it is said that once aquaman and the lost kingdom uh comes out on december 25th 2023 next year that it will wrap up his time as king author and he will be able to possibly take on the role of the foul mouth cigar smoking alien for those who don't know who lobo is lobo is exactly what he is he's this alien he's Think of him as an alien version of Dog the Bounty Hunter, but just a little bit more rude, a little bit more crude, and uh, really annoying at times to, to, to most of the superheroes. Because and he's just he does his own thing. He's there's parts of him that is you know a hero, and then there's parts of him that he goes and do some villainous stuff every once in a while. But he is also known for being like a icon, sort of speak to you know to rock in, in a music in a heavy metal music genre so i can really imagine how awesome that cat could be for james gunn because he likes retro music and metal and and um rock for lobo is a great idea for him and then on top of that lobo i mean like jason momoa is lobo he's more lobo than he is aquaman i think this is a fantastic role for him and again, this is again the internet once again <laughs> was skeptical about, or the, at least the people I was talking to on the ACMG Facebook group was skeptical about this decision. I'm like, again, if James Gunn can turn pro wrestlers into mainstream stars, it's safe to say that he won't have a problem doing this with Jason Momoa like jason momoa once he gets that costume on and he gets the face paint or prosthetics and then the makeup on dude he is going to be awesome as his he practically is lobo now <laughs> with the exception that he's not a jerk <laughs> he, he he embodies lobo way better way way better than aquaman like seriously I, if, if this actually happens and I hope it does, I am looking forward to that because that would be awesome. Um, James Gunn also said that, you know, he did, you know, while having a meeting with Henry that he wanted to, uh, work with him in some form or fashion, he didn't just want to completely get rid of him, 
per se, but um, he wanted to somehow, you know, get him in the mix of things, as well as Ben Affleck, who, you know, he said he also wanted him to direct one of the movies and do something with him as well. So they're not all out of the loop. It's just being reshaped pretty much. And come on, guys, let's be real. The DCU has been a big letdown. Overall, if I want to do a final grade for the DCU, it is going to be, I guarantee you, you put all the, the, the grades up, the GPA is going to be extremely low. It's going to be in a 2.0, it's going to be a 2.0, you know, grade point average for the DCU's, you know, on, you know, library of movies, all in combination. Okay. You can say what you want about this phase four of Marvel, uh, of Marvel. If you compare it to the DC universe or the D, you know or the uh, DC Studios movies, so far apart, different in terms of quality and, pre and presentation. You can't you 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 cannot even their what you may think is their weakest is still their best version compared to DCU. So look. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you folks. You just, you're going to be, you're damned if you don't, and you're damned if you do, and you're never going to be happy. You just want to complain. If that's you, you're not really a fan. But if you are, come on, you got to be real. This is happening. Let it happen. Let's give him a chance to see what, uh, what's, what he's got to do. But given what he's already done for both Marvel and DC, I think it's safe to say that we should be moving. And I guarantee you, the first trailer that we get um from a movie that's under his regime in his era and it's great and people are going to be excited for it then all this that that every all this that people are thinking about right now is going to be totally forgotten i guarantee we'll see so i i'm, I'm leaving my I'm, I'm reserving my right to hold gracefully because he's never doubted it he's never given us a, a raw deal before I don't see it happening anytime soon. So moving on to some anime news. Crunchyroll. Thank you, Crunchyroll. I've been waiting for to hear this announcement for quite some time because since I went to the movies to go see this, since I interviewed the man himself, I've been wanting to see this movie again for so or I don't even want to say for so long. It has been that long, but I want I will say so bad. But Crunchyroll announces the release date for Dragon Ball Super Superhero which is targeted for March 2023. Now, I don't understand why it takes this long for these anime movies to come out. I, I just don't know. I don't. Is it a production thing? Is it a budgeting thing? You know, I was told that some of these anime studios are a bit cheap on things. Um, I won't say who said told me that and I won't say which company, but I will say that there are some you know they have a way of doing things but you when you see movies like black adam which came out like 45 days ago or 40 um or almost a little over a month ago and you see it already on video or a dvd or something like that or you see uh, there's something that just came out that was on uh that just came out on, on blu-ray and all that stuff that was out like literally a month ago or so but it, i think it didn't make enough money so they just put it out on video to try to get some gain some profit from there but the fact that they were able to do that so quickly and then we see dragon ball super superhero and what was the last one that took forever uh it was my hero academia world heroes mission took 
in an eternity for that um, movie to come out. And I, we didn't have a release date at the time until like the very last moment. Why does it take so long for these movies to come out from Crunchyroll? I don't know, but we do have a date targeted for it. And they just said March 23. They didn't give a specific date because along with that, the popular, the other popular anime, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, also announced for March as well. So uh, we'll see. But I, I'm, I hopefully I can get an idea or get some information as to why it takes this long to do. Um, it, it, you know, I, it, who knows? Could be product uh, productivity is not there. It could be, you know, could be budget you know, to get this stuff out as, you know, big, but Crunchyroll is a, like, it's a multi-million dollar company. Like, I, I'm surprised that this is an issue of them coming out. Like, it should have been out at this point. The time frame that they're giving is like the old school time frame that you would get for actual movies back in the day. Like, movies come out a lot, way faster than they ever did before. And especially and if they don't, if they don't do good in the box office, they even come out faster. Now, like it's Crunchyroll, and they—that's the old school way of doing it. We we wouldn't see, you know, movies from months on end coming out on video or digital. And that's the other thing is it should be a little bit earlier with digital. Look, DC Studios, I mean, like DC Animation or Warner Brothers Animation, I should say, also comes out with movies you know faster they come out with digital first and then they come out with the blu-ray stuff shortly after but man i tell you i am looking forward to that movie because i absolutely one of my i think i enjoyed that more than i did brawly uh just because of the significance of that movie and what it involved and uh answered a lot of questions gave it it, it gave us the payoff we've been waiting for with that with gohan and such uh so I thought it would, I, I'm looking forward to that, but Mar, you know, mark your calendars for March, 2023 is coming. So last bit of news I want to talk about is my thoughts on the Spider-Man. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. There's two more things I got to talk about. One is Insomniac Spider-Man two, which features both Peter and miles is scheduled to be released on the fall of 2023. It will include venom, which is and, and what it sounds like possibly Craven the hunter uh this will be the follow-up to the first two games and it was believed that venom in this series is actually harry osborne and they left so many hints to that on the first game they left hints at the end of miles morales with the end credit scene so more than likely there would not be eddie brock it will most likely be harry osborne in this in this insomniac universe of spider-man so i'm a big venom fan i it's in terms of the vessels that you know venom has ever you know been a part of or connected to eddie brock is my favorite he was the first and everybody else you know um they're okay i actually no that that's not true i did like flash thompson when he took over the symbiote and um that that series didn't last long but it was such a great series the flash thompson of uh, venom series uh, when he was a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy for a bit, and then he had his own solo series, and the artwork in there was just absolutely drop dead beautiful. I love that artwork. Uh, I forgot the artist who was who was doing it too, but yeah, the Venom series was awesome. Eddie Brock uh, was literally the, my first, you know, take into the Venom character. But Flash Thompson, I thought getting Flash Thompson getting that suit 
was awesome because you know flash the recent flash thompson he went to war he lost his you know ability he lost his legs and his limbs in the war which is really cr crazy and crappy but he got he got the venom symbiote which allows him to walk and, and and to do other things he couldn't do before so and then he was going out on outer space and everything too so it's just a lot of all really awesome cool stuff in there but we'll see how they do Insomniac, like james gunn has not stirred us wrong I am looking forward to this and it should be awesome indeed. And just to get to see the new move sets and everything that you're going to be able to do, I'm all for it. So, all right. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is my thoughts. We're keeping in Spider-Man and my thoughts on Across the Spider-Verse. We got to see a full trailer this time around. And um, in this trailer, we see Miles's mom creep up uh, to Miles and, you know, try to secure and make sure he's OK. Um, because Miles is a little bit older now. Miles is going through a lot of changes in life since being Spider-Man. And he's also entering new territory in the Spider-Verse, uh, including way more Spider-Man than we've seen the last time around. And not the same Spider-Man. We got brand new ones. And the ones that are in there is major. Well, first, Miguel O'Hara, um, a.k.a. Spider-Man 2099, uh, will be in here. Not one of my favorite Spider-Mans, by the way. Um, I do own the original first comic, but I've I have not been a fan of that series. Um, I like him probably better in anime animated form or video game form because I've played, you know, both of the games with him. But Miguel is not really one of my favorites there. But I do like the well, I, I, I'll tell you this. I like Miguel better than Unlimited Spider-Man Unlimited, <laughs> which is the. I, I would say for me, it's one of the worst Spider-Man animated series ever. Out of all the Spider-Man series has ever come out, that is the absolute worst. Um, I never, I did not like that series at all. It, it was just so much I can talk about why I did not like that movie. But to those who do, he's been seen in the in the trailer here, along with many other favorites, including playstation one spider-man people went crazy over this like playstation one spider-man the first 3d spider-man i think acclaim made that uh if i'm correct it's the first 3d spider-man or mga uh, no it's M um let me look at this but it was the first 3d spider-man ever and um it was a major success back then it was absolutely like you play it today it 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 doesn't hold a candle. It doesn't hold it. Came out in 2000, um, in the year, was it year 2000 it came out? Uh, August 30, 2000, it was, who was the publisher for this? Uh, Neversoft was the developers, Mattel Studios, Mattel, my God. Oh my God, Mattel. But uh, yeah, man, it, this was an incredible, incredible first game. It was very limited compared to, oh, Activision. Um, came out with that it wasn't acclaimed it was activision so and it was the beginning of a lot of activision uh games for spider-man like people forgot activision really did justice with the spider-man character and such and uh it's been really it's been really really uh awesome since but you know insomniac took over and insomniac you know superseded what activision has been able to do with the spider-man games but um i tell you this Seeing Spider-Man PS1 on air is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, great homage to that game because it really kind of started the wave of all these really good Spider-Man games growing up 
and it when it reached the 3d like this is not the first spider-man game ever because you could date back to the uh pc to the actual yeah to the pc which had one and then the atari which also had one as well and game boy and all the stuff but this was the first 3d one the one first one with voice acting and you heard stan lee's voice and such and all that um and it really it really was a game changer for spider-man out there we also get to see spider-woman not the same spider-woman that we're all used to this is a different jessica drew from a different spider-verse and this is jessica drew and this one is black and not only that it's being voiced by Issa ray so i'm not mad at that because it is the spider-verse there are different multiple versions of each spider-man and spider-woman out there so i'm all for this Issa ray is dope it's gonna be awesome to uh see what she could do here and uh she looks badass she looks like um misty misty knight <laughs> spider-man in here though that's the that's the only thing uh peter parker from um last from the last movie is coming back so he's the only him and gwen stacy are the only two originals from the uh, uh from the actual series is coming back i would say the other biggest spider-man that we're gonna see is insomniac spider-man which makes me wonder if we're gonna get an appearance a voice appearance from yuri lowenthal they just they really have to um and, in, and from looks of the picture here that i see in the photo uh here or the screen clip that i see is that he's talking to a a smaller spider-man which could be miles in a different suit either way this looks like a a scene where they're gonna have lines so if that's the case and that it is in fact insomniac spider-man i hope that yuri lowenthal gets some you know time in there because he's he's earned it he is at you know a lot of people's favorite peter parker in there so um that's awesome that is absolutely awesome i'm looking forward to this and they haven't really announced who was the villain i i think there are talks about who's the villain uh, in this but they haven't really said or i haven't caught it but the biggest focus in here is miguel o'hara because they're going into the future and they're going into different eras too so um we'll see who's who's gonna happen but man i am looking forward to this uh to this movie and it's just gonna be awesome so there you have it folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're gonna take a break come back and we're gonna get into business we're gonna review well not review or i'm gonna give my thoughts on the 2002 lineup of mcu movies from phase four because this is the end so we're gonna give it a final grade and see what i think about that and we'll do all of that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents 
Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan. This is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and I'm here to give a look back at our lineup of MCU shows and movies leading to the second half of the phase four and give it a final grade from here. Many people felt that phase four kind of fell off. It was said, I forgot where that phase four was pretty much somebody compared it to a, and I think not just us, I think somebody in, in Disney, I could be wrong or Marvel studios compared it to like filler, you know, like anime filler episodes leading up to something that's going to be major. Um, okay. I'll buy it. You know, and somebody actually said a Naruto filler. And as much as I love Molly, um, those, those Naruto fillers, man, they were hard to get through. I mean, cause they, the sagas, the sagas were always awesome, but the fillers were just like, it was just there and people didn't know what to do with the fillers. It wasn't until Dragon Ball Super came out and it was like every filler episode was awesome and it was comical and it meant something. And it was, you know, there was something significant about each one of them. Like everybody's favorite filler episode from Dragon Ball Super is when Goku uh, fakes a fight with Mr. Satan and flies off with the tractor and everything. It's one of my favorites. It's hilarious. But that's the way people thought, you know, Marvel Studios Phase 4. But in, in, in reality, in hindsight, it was the beginning. It was the prelude to a new beginning. And you kind of got to get these things too. Uh, it started, you know, last year we got WandaVision, we got Falcon and a Winter Soldier. And I think the biggest, strongest points of phase four right now, I, I think this is the thing. There weren't that many movies in phase four. The, the movies were put to the side and it's place for the Disney Plus series which had the quality of a movie. And I think some people may just look at that and was like, okay, I love these series, but the movies fell flat in comparison to the series. The series actually were much better <laughs> than the actual, some of the new movies that came out last year. So let's look back real quick before we go to the new stuff. So last year, it was very strong. We had WandaVision, which everybody thought was awesome. It got awards for that. Falcon and the Winter Soldier also ate awesome awesome series that got nominated for awards uh low-key you know tom hiddleston killed it with that and then after that we got black widow <laughs> so i mean black widow was a movie that was supposed to come out a long time ago and then it got a hit by it got a hit and affected by the pandemic but on top of that it just wasn't really it was i compared it to the first and second thor movie like thor uh dark world or dark uh or whatever thor the dark world or whatever like that in the first thor it, it had that vibe which means it was good but not great then we got the what if series which was like absolutely considered one of the greatest uh animated series marvel's ever done and it was fantastic and it was special uh we had chadwick boseman reprises voice i believe for the last time in these any series uh so we got to hear multiple episodes in there it was really awesome 
Um, we're getting a season two as a result of that too. We're getting a season two from all those. Uh, then we got the introduction of Shang-Chi, which was absolutely awesome. Uh, Simu uh, uh, Liu just nailed it, and he's now become a fan favorite of many out there. And then we got the Eternal. So it was like a really up and down situation here. It's like we had Black Widow. In terms of movies, we had the Black uh, we had Black Widow. Eh. We had Shang-Chi. Damn. We had Eternals. <sighs> you know, that's how it went. And that was pretty much and then on top of that, we, we it ended with Hawkeye, which became last year's Christmas special. And Hawkeye was I just finished watching Hawkeye um, just recently, too. Hawkeye was awesome. It, it ended on a good note, maybe not the most epic note that you could do for the first half of the MCU, but it ended on a good note. Uh, so they came out strong more and uh, more than anything, thanks to the Disney Plus series. 2022 comes and the other half of phase two kicks in and it kicked off with Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac, who we've seen in many awesome shows and movies before, uh, most notably for Star Wars, uh, the new Star Wars series, but also known for being Apocalypse in the X-Men series as well, which I honestly, I really felt like he was one of the better reasons for that movie. I thought his Apocalypse wasn't that bad at all. I thought he did pretty good as Apocalypse. Um, there was a lot more issues with that movie than his performance in that. And I don't think his performance was anything bad in that movie. With that said, it was what it was. He had his chance to redeem himself with Moon Knight, a character, not one of the biggest characters in the, in the Marvel comic universe, but he's a very significant character. And one of those characters, much like the Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's going to be a test to see if we can make something of this character because he was a very complex character he's very enigmatic in a sense um because of his multiple personalities and such and how to put that out into a live action series is going to be interesting and for their sake they did it oscar isaac nailed this role uh probably one of the best things i've ever seen him do and it was awesome to see that role it was also awesome to see him at the panel in new york comic-con as well i, I was like dead set front row for that one so fantastic if you haven't seen the pictures that i took of that uh at new york comic-con for his panel go to talktimelive.com right now go to the plot uh the blog section and check out the new york comic-con uh article that i put out there with actual exclusive pictures of oscar isaac in there as well it's just fantastic uh great time at new york comic-con this year i'll tell you that on top of that we also had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Mad and Madness, which is actually a follow-up to WandaVision. I personally love this movie. Um, I love everything that they did attempted and the surprises that we got in here as well, especially the Illuminati scene, which everybody could not stop talking about because they that scene, they you know, Sam Raimi, his introduction into the MCU. He did great and this was right up his alley i thought that he was he felt right at home doing dr strange and looks like he's going to be doing another one as well you know uh much rather i i mean he don't get me wrong he did fantastic in the spider-man movies he he helped lead to lead the way to what we're seeing now but dr strange is is really up is is it's it's all him so i i love what they did with this i love what they did with that movie um and the fact that not only did we get Black Bolt from the uh, humans in here, it was the Black Bolt 
that we always wanted to see with the full costume on. And awesome that they actually used the exact same character from the not so good in the human series in there, but they stuck to their guns and got this dude to reprise his role in there. Um, it was awesome. And then on top of that, we also had Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier and one of the one of a few nods to say that X-Men are coming. So we got our first actual X-Men in this in, in the MCU at this point from there. So they gave us a lot with that. And I I actually really enjoyed it. And then also the fact that um Wanda ended up being the villain of the damn movie. I thought that was great. So I gave that, I think I gave that like a B plus um, or a, or actually solid A for that matter. So that was a high one for me. Miss Marvel absolutely was a high for me. That was an A for me. Um, loved the series. I loved the, uh, the introduction of Kamala Khan and they did a really great job with this and uh, representation in terms of presentation, in terms of um, really great story. And again, the introduction of mutants was started right here. So uh, nobody had any beef about Miss Marvel, at least. All right. Let me just put it like this. The majority of fans praised this movie, praised the the actual uh, acting debut, you know, of of the uh, of Amon. So um, uh, things going. So I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And she did a great job. The whole cast did a great job here. Uh, Amon uh, Bellani became like a household name because of her performance in there and um for for somebody if and take note people don't forget this was her first acting job and she knocked it clear out the park okay that's unheard of <laughs> for most people to have to, for for your first job to be among a, a, a to be a job that consists of the biggest you know movie studio out here today and you got the enviable task to play a new role for a new character and knock it out the part and now like if they have a miss marvel in the future everybody's going to compare to what iman uh did with this one i thought she did tremendous i love this series absolutely loved it thor love of thunder it was a mixed bag it was a mixed bag. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. I thought it was good. I didn't think I thought Ragnarok was much better. Um, I did love um, Christian Bale's performance uh, in here. I thought he did a great job in here. I, the movie was good. It, 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 I, there were parts of it that I thought could have been better, but for the most part, I, I think I, you know, this got a B plus for me at best. It, it didn't knock me off the socks, uh, knock my socks off like, Ragnarok did, but you know, Chris Helmsworth, who was just huge in his movie, he did great. Uh, Natalie Portman playing, um, you know, the mighty Thor. I thought she did great. Christian Bell was probably the MVP of this entire, uh, of this entire movie. Russell Crowe was also good to see in here too. And, um, you know, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, uh, was just awesome. And, you know, of course, Taika, uh, Watiti, he's Taika Watiti. <laughs> he's just that dude. So, Hey, I think I gave that a B plus. It wasn't the best Thor I've ever, like Ragnarok is clearly the best Thor of them all in there. So I don't know if people actually saw these mini series that was starring Groot, but we got some Groot, uh, you know, shorts, you know, movie shorts in here. That was pretty cute and fun. This was like the last time you get to see baby Groot as well before he 
you know, grew up a little bit on uh, Thor Love and Thunder in here. Uh, well, actually, no, this this was before he um, no, he let me let me get that. Let me turn that back because this was a right around. This was based around when he was baby Thor in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. When he got to Infinity War, he grew up a bit. And then on uh, Thor Love of Thunder, he also grew up a little bit as well. And then by the time he gets to Guardians of the Galaxy, he's like huge at this point. So by the time he gets to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, he's going to be almost pretty much back to regular Groot at this point. So and then we also got a surprise series of uh, Werewolf by Night because nobody saw this. They, they made no announcements about this until like close to Halloween. And we're, we got the series. I thought it was really well done. Um, Werewolf by Night, I was well aware of the comic book series. Wasn't everybody's favorite. It was that comic book, you know, back in the 80s and, and back in the day where, you know, because when comic books were sold in corner stores or whatnot, is, that was one of the books that was that and Shang-Chi was one of the books that was always just sitting there while everybody get the Iron Man's and the Spider-Man's and whatnot that was available in the corner stores. They made something of this and it was actually not bad. I don't know to what end this is going to connect to the other stuff. They did mention the Avengers and everything that happened there, but um, man thing was in there. So they brought that in. Um, I don't know where this is going to lead to, but it was a good little one shot uh, special that they did. Great Halloween special. And then, of course, to end it all, we also got Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special um which was fantastic and another reason why you just don't doubt james gunn this was absolutely that and hawkeye are one of the best like these are going to be christmas specials that i'm going to play all year but to end the phase four mcu they ended off in the biggest and best way they possibly could and that was with black panther wakanda forever which is now being nominated for golden globe awards angela bassett is nominated for her supporting actor and my god dude well deserved i hope she wins i pray she, she acted her ass off in this really i mean like poured her heart out as if she was letting everything out of you know from the loss of you know chadwick boseman in this movie they all did their, they all poured their hearts out in this movie this movie deserves as many nominations as it could possibly get it was awesome it was fantastic um and, and it was a big F you to, you know, people like Quentin Tarantino who are bitter and hateful at the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Studios films. Like, it, it amazes me that he gets mad at, you know, the success of, of Marvel Studios and tell and, and, and resent anybody who actually has done a Marvel Studios film when a lot of the people who done a Marvel Studios films are people that was in his films, Samuel L. Jackson included. It's just, it astounds me. But um, nonetheless, it was an awesome movie. I so cannot wait to watch that movie again. It literally out of everything here, it was the best of all of these. Um, I left She-Hulk out for a reason because I wanted to say how much I really enjoyed that series, despite the haters in that movie of <laughs> uh, the deal. Um, She-Hulk. I thought was really well done. I don't care what anybody says. People wanted to hate on this from the door. It, they were tr they were hating on this series from the door and mostly from people who never read the comic. People who never read the comic didn't understand that everything that was happening in this series 
actually happens in the comic before Deadpool was breaking the fourth wall. Walters was doing it herself. She-Hulk has always broken a fourth wall way before it. Like read a book, <laughs> read a book and not just the, the, the headline of an article, read a book. You'll see. Like we, I'm so glad people defended it because we end up showing so many different, you know, evidence that this this show is legit. This show was from a presentation standpoint was on point. It was highly accurate, especially the last episode where she jumped out of the Disney Plus menu and jumped in there just to go to the studio. Accurate, and, and it pissed so many people off. And I'm like, what what are you upset about? If you read the book, you know this happens. She's broken out of things so many times man it's it's just crazy i loved it i absolutely love that series i thought it was awesome um and i gave it an a i i think i did give it an a I, I, every week and i this is the first i think this is the first series that i watched it back to back that i watched it like i enjoyed it every single time um Ta tatiana uh, Masla, uh, maslani I thought did tremendous. I never watched Black uh, Orphan Black, but I see why people loved her. I see why people love that series and why people loved her in there. And also, just the fact that we got Daredevil in this series was just so awesome, and they smashed. So you, you gotta love it. You just gotta love it. And if you don't, screw you. <laughs> I loved it. So overall, I thought they did a you know I thought they did a really good job this uh second half of the season wasn't like it, it's it, it just wasn't and not going to be um you know phase three or phase two or phase one and it's going to be hard to compare phase one because phase one had so i mean phase three had so much going for it you had Endgame, you had uh infinity war you had you know thor ragnarok you had guardians of the galaxy volume two you had civil war yeah, it's going to be hard to get that, especially because of the uh, because of Black Panther and the Spider-Man series at that, you know, and I didn't mention that last season also had Spider-Man, um, you know, um, Far From Home last year. So it's hard to you can't <laughs> it's not going to live up. But with that said, it's yeah, it didn't live up, but that doesn't mean it wasn't successful. Um, it did a great job. It did an absolutely great job. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have any problem with it at all. Um, but it wasn't going to be able to compare to what they did last year. Last year, you had the MCU beginning of the MCU shows like I did. And then on top of that, you had Spider-Man No Way From No Way Home, which ended the Spider-Man series quote, supposedly. And uh, you couldn't nothing can compare to what they did in 2021 the only thing that can really rival up for that is is wakanda uh forever you know i think that rivaled up with um with spider-man uh, no way home at best just for the significance and everything and just what they were able to do all considered the circumstances i thought they did insanely good they did chadwick justice on that but overall if i'm gonna give this a final grade it's not going to be a bad grade by any stretch. It is not. Um, it's going to get a B plus for me. It wasn't the best, but it damn sure by far wasn't the worst. And again, if you compare it to what uh, DC Studios or, or Warner Brothers uh, Discovery has done over the years, you got you you, you got to lay off. 
you got to lay off because there's no way you whatever whatever you're going through is go, what you're going through in your own self these movies were entertaining and i love how people you know the minority the vocal minority tries to def, you know tries to justify their hate for it when i'm sure they were in the theater just like everybody else who were enjoying the same things and sometimes people just want to be contrarian if you don't know that word look it up because they just want to be you know go against the grain so i you know it is what it is but for me personally my opinion is get a b plus i enjoyed every one of them there wasn't really a bad a, a it wasn't really a bad um you know series or movie at all it just wasn't i enjoyed every one of them i i was highly entertained by it and um you know i look forward to doing next yes if this is a filler season fine let it be a filler season let it be a filler episode i i'm all i'm good with that because when the secret wars come and the multiverse uh you know deal comes oh we're gonna be back on appraises absolutely so and i hope ryan coogler is doing it all i hope he does like what he did what he was able to do with wakanda forever given the circumstances uh, of everything that you know they went through on you know with the movie with the loss of chadwick and the fact that that man got arrested just for being black i think he did tremendous i think he absolutely did fantastic and i look forward to seeing what these guys are going to do in phase five because that's when if i phase five and phase six we're getting a fantastic four we're getting a few other people and then soon the mutants are coming so i'm ready I'm ready and waiting for this. And then we also get Deadpool too for the first time coming next year too. And, uh, you know, in his introduction in the MCU. So I'm looking forward to it all. So that'll do it, folks. That will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live, the final Talk Time Live of 2022. I just want to take time to say thank you to everybody who has listened to the show, who has downloaded the show, who has subscribed to the show who has been a guest on this show. We have had a awesome group of listeners. We had an awesome group of guests this year. Uh, shout out, you know, shout out to Kyle Abair, you know, uh, for coming onto the show. I think his fourth time maybe <laughs> is, I believe. Um, Eric and Arnie Roth for coming on uh, to this uh, show to talk about their work with, uh, from ADR, uh, music to talk about their work on Final Fantasy and, and the concert and, and invite me to the concert as well uh, this year. Awesome concert. I hope they come back to Philly and, you know, do this again. I, I really appreciated with the guys. It was an awesome experience. I got to go to an orchestra that played Final Fantasy music and get the and not only that, but get the film at all as well. And if you haven't seen that footage, go to, again, go to talktumlive.com, go into the blog page it's over there. I was able to go in here, cover the event, uh, get to record a song or so. And it was it was a beautiful event. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the uh, lovely gifts that they provided me as well for that. Thank you to Fan Expo because Fan Expo really, really took me in and, um, you know, invited me as media, but also made sure I was the first person to interview Mr. Brian O'Halloran from Clerks 3, the star of Clerks 3, and absolutely fantastic. Really loved the support and, and compliments I got from that interview. It was one of my favorite all-time best interviews. Came full circle for me this year, getting a chance to uh, talk with him and, you know, about the legacy that is Clerks. And I 
I'm glad I got to talk to him before I got to see that movie because man, the results of that movie just, oh wow, totally went total different direction, but it was still awesome. You know, my good friend Danielle uh, Kennedy came back on the show to talk about her uh, appearance on Day Shift as the granny zombie on air as well. You know, appreciate her. Uh, Rebecca Kennedy, also friend of uh, Danielle's and mine as well, got to come on here. Yannick Bazil from Tribute Games got to talk about, you know, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge that he was a part of. Um, Rand came back to talk about his book. Shout out to him. And God, he's just everywhere these days. Like he did music for um, for the Turtles. He did music for uh, what else did he do? He he did music for uh, River City Girls, I believe. I haven't heard it yet because I'm I'm currently playing it right now. But he's in that, too. Um, man, he's in there. He was in Clerks. His, his you know, uh, Tractor B was on Clerks, for God's sakes, too. So, you know, loved it. Jeffrey Thorne you know awesome to have him back and i need to get him back soon because he's writing another uh green lantern book uh that i believe is coming out soon so i need to get him back on for 2023 but always great to have him he was working on um the blood syndicate which was a great book i really enjoyed that book his writing is always great is always on air too so um just great to have these guys on air and of course you know boris uh aguilar who came on the first time to talk about you know the wrestling the top five wrestling games of our time and then he you know joined me to do a review on uh wakanda forever as well so i uh, really appreciate him and i appreciate the entire group uh from tsn radio's sunday night's main event you know mike mcguire and uh you know jason Ag- well oh, is jason angus still there i don't think he is um mark andrade you know all those guys over there you know just i'm really appreciative and humble of everything that they uh been doing for years and didn't for to allow me to you know let me bring my voice out into the world of professional wrestling it's just a fantastic thing so thank you guys and of course adam tyranny and banna rudis thank you guys as well for uh for you know coming on the show earlier this year and i will be reviewing your game next week i'm looking forward to giving a full review of that as well uh i believe did chamba come in this year uh because i think let me see what did that come out no it was a year ago okay i was about to go overboard but like you know chomp has been on the show too but so many people have come on this show and i've enjoyed every bit of it and thank you all for just giving me a chance to learn from you to hear from you and let our listeners hear from you and hopefully learn from you as well of all that you do in hopes that it inspired them to do what uh you guys have done too over the years i'm you know as an artist myself i am i'm very humbled i'm always humbled to hear other artists talk about their craft and what they do and just be inspired by it and, and celebrating art in all different facets so thank you guys so much and again thank you to everybody who's ever really supported me uh especially this year it really has been many but to the listeners out there thank you you know as well And let me give a big, big thank you to my man, DJ Cutman, who provides all of the music here that you hear every week on all the shows here. It has been fantastic and um, couldn't have done this without him. The quality of the show really helps out thanks to his music and the sounds that I played through in this in, in both the Prime Show and Select Start. Thank you, brother. It's just an honor to be able to have your music here. It's an honor to even get to know you as well. And, you know, it's much appreciated so if you guys ever want to you like any of the music that you hear uh on any of these shows 
go to gamechops.com. I always say it at the end of this show anyway, but I'm plugging it again. Go to gamechops.com. DJ Cutman and a whole flock of his uh, crew uh, from that label is on air and they do fantastic, fantastic work celebrating all things video game music there. And uh, let's look forward to a better 2023 with the hopes that we can, I think 2023 should be a year that we try to look into ourselves not to isolate ourselves from opportunity, not to isolate ourselves from um, each other, to really look into ourselves. I, I had to do this myself to, in order for us to evolve, to become better, to get us out of whatever rut that we have been out to. If that means, you know, staying to yourself and to observe yourself, to understand yourself, to let yourself cry, to let yourself, you know, get your emotions out and then to stand up, look at yourself in the mirror and say, it's time for a change. It's time for a better me. It's time for me to go power 9,000. It's time for me to, you know, uplift myself, to be a better person and to live life in a way that I've never done before. If you need to go and do that, do that. If you need to do that with a trusted friend, if you need to do that with a therapist, if you need to do that with some a loved one or whatever like that, that you fully are, you know, that supports you, do it. Because 2023, we need to come out better and we need to come out better together. And I want everybody to do so and be able to enjoy each other's company and enjoy each other's accomplishments and enjoy each other's fandoms. That's what I want for 2023. I got a birthday in 2023 in January 14th. I don't really need anything. I don't really want anything. All right, maybe a game or two or so, but whatever. But nonetheless, more importantly, I want us to all be healthy. Live life healthy. As I always say, learn to let go, live life and love all things. And I say that for a reason, because I'm around people who don't let go. They still hold on to their negativities. They still hold on to the toxicity of that's around them. Learn to let go of that. Learn to let go. It's, it, it, you know, it, it's really, it really is a major thing. When I say learn to let go, live life and love all things, because I've done it myself. I had to let go of all the negativity. I had to learn, let, learn to let go of everybody who ever wanted to harm me. I had to learn to let go of the people who didn't support my road. And I had to learn to live life the way that I see fit and live life that makes me happy and live life that, you know, allows me to do what I want to do and, and do the things I've, I've set to do. But I had to work hard to have fun to do it. So it's not just living life. It's earning it. It's through hard work and earning it. And it will come if you just stick to it and love all things, you know, love it all, love it all. Even if the people don't love you, love it all, let <laughs> make them learn to love all, you know, and that's what I hope for 2023 for all of you guys. I really do. So cheers to and very interesting 2022 for us all. And here's to hopefully a better 2023 and beyond. And with that said, folks, thank you again. Um, like I said, this week uh, will be the final select start of 2022. I'm going to review River City Girls 2. And we're going to talk about whatever's left in this uh, in this industry in terms of gaming and such. And uh, just leave it all from there. And then 
I'll be off for the next two weeks leading into the new year. And when we come back, I will give you the best of 2022 results from our ACMG Facebook group and what I thought as well just like we do every year. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. Again, thank you guys, uh, you know, for everything and have a safe, healthy holiday season. With that said, that'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and I'll talk to you guys on Select Start. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.